You are listening to She Speaks with the Great Canadian Woman. Welcome to the She Speaks podcast. You are here to uncurb your potential, reclaim your power, and disrupt the norms that have kept you lingering in comfort for far too long. It is time to step into the ring of your life and light it up. Tune in every Monday and Wednesday to be ignited by a new, refreshing, and potently courageous Canadian woman to remind you of who you are, what you're made of, and what you're here to do. Visit thegreatcanadianwoman.ca to learn more about how to become a published author in our coveted book series, how to access our high-powered Woman in Action workshops, or apply to become a contributor on the blog or podcast. So get ready, get set, let's blaze some trails. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Tracy Harper and I'm going to be talking to you today about healing your relationship with food and more specifically I'll be giving you five tips to healing your relationship with food. So thanks for coming and I want to give you a little bit of a background on myself so you can understand where I'm coming from and why I'm providing you with this information. I am a registered holistic nutritionist as well as a certified group fitness instructor. Uh, Earlier on in my career, I was a human resources professional and then uh, changed it up a bit. And I've been teaching fitness classes for over 15 years as well as more recently, coaching young athletes in their off-ice training, so specifically figure skaters. And then even more recently, I went back to school to become a registered holistic nutritionist, which means I'm not just looking at the nutrition piece, I'm also looking at um, helping people work on healing their mind and their body and their spirit. So my focus in my practice, Harper Health and Wellness is the name of my business, is to help women specifically to heal their relationship with food and with their bodies and to live life feeling better in their skin and without food guilt and without restriction. So I'm very passionate about this subject and I'll explain why in a minute. I am going to give you a little bit of a background on myself and how I used to be and then how I am now, which will then give you some insight into why Uh, This means so much to me, and this is my focus in my business. So I call myself, past Tracy, a normal person in diet culture. So what I looked like in that past role was that I hated my body. I exercised to change my body. I I love to move, and I love to exercise, and I specifically love uh, group, group fitness classes. But my why many years ago was to maintain a certain weight or to even lose weight. So my why was uh, to change my body, not because I love my body, not because I was moving it for all of those wonderful reasons you you should do exercise 
I um, had a different view and that was that I needed to look different. So I worked out no matter how exhausted I was, I would drag myself out of bed, um, even if I, my body was screaming for a break. In terms of food, I would restrict certain foods during the week. And then what would happen is I would overeat the foods that I'd restricted and I'd feel guilt and shame afterwards. So I also tried many different diets and I usually gave up on them. <laughs> they didn't last very long, a few days, a few weeks, maybe. Um, but you name it, I tried so many different ones. I convinced everyone that what I was doing was healthy. At some point, I started to get you know some questions and some concern over my behaviors, but somehow convinced my loved ones that my behavior was normal and that I was just healthy. And I definitely thought my body was the problem, right? I thought it needed to be changed. I thought I'd be accepted if I looked a certain way. I thought I needed to stay stay small to be more attractive. Um, We know that's not true. We know we live in a very fat phobic society and um, this is not true at all. So I hid parts of my body for years and I also, um, when I came to try and have children, a number of years ago, because now I have two teenage sons, I struggle with my fertility. So I had to get assistance to become pregnant. And a couple of times it was suggested to me that I gain weight and that this might help with um, becoming pregnant. And I was furious, I remember. And I didn't want to tell my husband because I thought he would think, oh yes, that's probably a good idea. And maybe she's not, these behaviors aren't healthy. So if you really think about that, that I think that is extremely sad that I, you know, had this mentality where I wanted nothing more than to have children, yet I was so scared to have to gain weight to have the children. So I think that's a fairly powerful point. Fortunately, I was able to to get pregnant twice and had two beautiful, healthy boys. So it was a success story in the end, but uh, the way I got there wasn't, wasn't so healthy. So fast forward to Tracy now and how I've healed my relationship with food and my body. So I'm definitely much more intuitive with my food choices and my food as well as movement. So in terms of the food, you know, I do allow all foods into my diet now. Um, I don't restrict certain foods like I used to that I mentioned. And I'm also much more intuitive with my movement. So instead of dragging myself out of bed, if I have those mornings or those days where a workout is just not going to happen, then that's okay. I'm fine with that. I may take a rest day. I may take a, a walk, a gentle walk. I may do yoga. I won't feel, I don't feel the need anymore to do an intense workout. That's not the only thing that counts. I used to think that was the only thing that counted, but movement is movement and everything counts. So I'm much more intuitive in those areas with food and with movement. I've ditched diet culture and I'll talk a little bit later about what I view as diet culture. Uh, I respect and accept my changing body. So I understand that As I age, my weight changes, right? Or different seasons of life, my weight might change. And I now trust my body that it knows what it's doing and it knows what's best. Um, I also enjoy, and I'm using air quotes here, bad foods when I want them and I do not let them control me. So I don't believe that there are good and bad foods and I'll talk about that as well later. But I don't restrict restrict food or food groups anymore. So 
one that I'm sorry that I, I let you go for so long was ice cream. <laughs> Hello, I missed you. Yes, I love ice cream and I restricted it for a long time. So I don't do that anymore. And I don't feel like it has any sort of control over me anymore. I don't exercise to compensate for my food choices. So if I have ice cream, I don't feel like the next day I have to exercise longer or harder. I do not make excuses as to why I can't eat certain foods. I used to do this. I used to, I guess, lie to people and say, oh, I can't eat that because it bothers my stomach when I'm fortunate I don't have any intolerances or allergies, but I would make them up so that people wouldn't ask me why I wasn't eating something. So that's definitely not healthy. I no longer feel like I have to start over on a Monday. I always had that, you know, cheat on the weekend, I'll be better on Monday mentality. And I don't think of that. I, you know, if I want, I want a slice of cake on a Monday, I'll have it on a Monday. It doesn't have to be a weekend and I don't have to feel guilty for what I did on a weekend. And I eat nutrient dense foods because they make me feel good not because I think I have to. So if I want to have a salad, I'll have a salad. But if I want to have a salad with fries, I'll have a salad with fries. So I eat what makes me feel good now, not what someone else is telling me to eat. So that gives you a little bit of my background and hopefully that helps as uh, you start your journey to healing your relationship with food and that I show you that it's possible. You can get there. So please Join me in the next little while as we talk about five tips to healing your relationship with food. I want you to settle in, get comfortable, try to turn off any other distractions as you listen to this podcast. Uh, You can take some time for yourself. Everyone will survive without you for a little while. I want you to most importantly leave any guilt or shame at the door before we begin. And I also want you to become very curious about your feelings. So I don't want you to judge them. Things might come up as I'm talking through my points. So I want you to become curious with what's coming up for you. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Okay, so let's get started. The first tip, and you might say, oh my goodness, this is the hardest tip, but I believe it's the most important, is to lead with self-compassion. So if you have tried all kinds of diets only to lose weight and then gain it back again and again, It's time to stop that cycle. It's time to realize that you deserve better. Why do you keep doing this to yourself? So I want to use the example of a friend or a loved one who continuously diets, loses weight, gains it back, maybe gains back more, or a friend who continues to put themselves down and be very critical of their shape or their body. What would you say to them? I can almost guarantee you would try to convince them they needed to find another way to deal with how they're feeling in their body. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't suggest they go on another diet, or I'm sure you wouldn't suggest that they continue to criticize themselves. So the first step in healing your relationship with food is to be kind to yourself and always choose self-compassion. Treat yourself as you would your child or your best friend. Please know this journey will not happen overnight So it's really important that you treat yourself with kindness as you start to heal and as you begin this journey. So don't forget, number one, lead with self-compassion. Think of yourself or talk to yourself as if you're speaking to a loved one. Okay, the next one, I want you to think about foods you love and foods you restrict. I'm pretty sure that those foods might be very similar. So for back to my example, about not eating ice cream for so long. 
So I love ice cream. I mean, who doesn't love ice cream? (laughs) But I restricted it, right, for a long time. So often the foods that we love, we restrict because we feel like we're bad for eating these so-called bad foods. Well, I want you to think about this for a second. How does food have morality? It doesn't, right? Food is just food. It's not bad. It's not good. Obviously, there are more nutrient-dense foods. Like, I'm not trying to tell you that an Oreo is more nutrient-dense than a kale salad, but you're no worse off for eating that Oreo. It doesn't make you any more of a, a, less of a person for eating an Oreo than for eating a kale salad. So please remember that. You're not a bad person for eating something that you think is unhealthy. Okay. Food's not good or bad, simply food. So let's remove the morality associated with food. And then when we do that, it'll take me to point two, which is to allow all the foods. And I know this sounds really scary if you've been a yo-yo dieter or a restrictor for years, but it's really vital to improving your relationship with food. You need to allow all the foods you feared and you deemed quote unquote bad for so long. As I said before, food's not good or bad. It's just simply food. So as we change your as you change your mindset around food and recognize it's simply food, it will start to lose some power over us. So if you make peace with food, I want you to remember this doesn't mean you're going to eat cookies and cake and Oreos all day. What will happen at some point is your body will be asking for other foods, right? It will become kind of bored with those Oreos or that cake. So I want you to start slowly allowing foods you've restricted. I'm not expecting you'll allow all of them, but allow foods you've restricted and you'll see at some point they start to lose the power over you. So point number two, allow all the foods. Okay, my next point, tip number three in healing your relationship with food is to ditch the diet culture. So if you're wondering what diet culture is, it is, uh, you know, a system of beliefs that sort of thinks thinness and um, health are better than anything, right? It assigns, um, it assigns value to how you look and that being thin is is more ideal in society. And I mentioned before that we live in a very fat phobic society. So there's lots of pressure to not look a certain way or to look a certain way. So diet culture are these beliefs that idealize that you need to be thin to be successful or to be attractive. Um, diet culture also promotes weight loss as a means of, you know, attaining a higher status. Um, and then people spend lots of money and time and energy trying to make their bodies smaller, even though research shows that intentional weight loss is not able to be sustained for more than a few years. Okay. So I want you to think about diet culture and ditching diet culture. So that's point three. So even if you're not on a diet right now, I want you to think about ditching things that you listen to, that you read, that you watch, like social media, like articles, like the news, that make you feel that you need to change yourself, that make you feel that you're not good enough, okay? Diet culture tells you this. It's very pervasive. It's very sneaky. It's everywhere. Um, The reach that diet culture has is immense, and it's really critical that you recognize this and you start to eliminate it from your life. So I want you to ask yourself before you engage in any content or information, if this information is helping you live a better life. 
So if you answer no, if you read something and you realize, oh, I don't feel good about myself, or you know what, I want to look like her, or you know what, I'm going to follow that diet so I can look like her. Probably not the content that you should be engaging with. So I really want you to think about that in all of the things that you are reading and listening to. It should make you feel good and make you feel like you can live a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. Okay? So point three, ditch that diet culture. The next thing I ask women that I work with to think about when they're trying to heal their relationship with food is comparison and to stop comparing. So point number four is stop comparing. So what I mean by this is tuning into yourself, right? It's time to become curious. We talked about this at the beginning, curious and listening to your internal cues, not what anyone else is doing. You want to find um, a lifestyle that's healthy and sustainable on your terms. So it's time to block out the noise, become curious with your feelings around food, not anyone else's feelings, not what anyone else is doing. I don't want you to judge those feelings. I know this is very difficult. I want you to accept them, listen to them, and sit with them. They might be very uncomfortable feelings or very uncomfortable emotions, but you need to sit with them. Don't judge them, just sit with them. Okay, you'll likely figure out when you do this that your food issues have nothing to do with food. So please listen to me when I tell you it's time to honor your health and your body, not someone else's. So really stop that comparison game, right? You want to look at whether or not you're living a lifestyle that's sustainable, that will compromise your mental sanity, right? Like think about diets. They often compromise our mental sanity. Someone tells me to take carbs or ice cream out of my diet. I am not going to be the same person I am with those foods in my diet. I might not be very nice to be around. And I also want you to think about whether or not it will improve your health in the long run. So don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Think about yourself and stop that comparison game. And this brings me to my last point in healing your relationship with food, which is looking at the bigger picture. I want you to ask yourself if the lifestyle you're leading is healthy and sustainable for the long term. So will it fulfill you not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally, okay? If what you do consistently, or sorry, not if, what you do consistently over time is what matters. So if you have a day where you think, I didn't eat as well as I could have, or I haven't exercised in days or weeks, I want you to think about its progress that you're trying to make. It's not perfection, right? It's not perfection with food that counts. You don't have to create, you don't have to create perfection with food to be healthy, okay? It's letting go of that perfection, and this is such a key in developing a better relationship with food, and also becoming more intuitive with your food choices. So think about this for a second. Finding peace with food in your body is a journey, not always an easy journey, but fulfilling and worthwhile. And I want you to trust me when I tell you that. Uh, I know you don't know me, but I really want you to trust me. You heard a little bit about who I used to be, who I am now, and believe me when I tell you that this journey is so worth it. You can get to the place where food doesn't take up all of your brain space or your brain power. It leaves you with so much more time to think about things that are important in your life, to spend time with people that are important in your life, and to give your energy to things in your life that really matter. So please, 
when you're starting this journey, be kind to yourself. Remember to look at the bigger picture. Remember to allow foods. Remember to ditch diet culture. Remember to stop comparing. Okay? So we've only touched on a few points in healing your relationship with food and trying to find food freedom. There's so, so much more. But these are good starting points, and I hope that you enjoyed them. I would love to chat more with you about this. I'm very passionate about this. I believe wholeheartedly that we all deserve to live a peaceful, or not to live, but to have a peaceful relationship with food and with our bodies. And I would love to talk to you about it or help you with it. You can find me at harperhealthandwellness.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter, and I share lots of great tips or on Instagram or Facebook. So I hope you join me in working on yourself. And thank you so much for listening to this talk. Thank you so much for tuning into the She Speaks podcast by The Great Canadian Woman. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite player so you don't miss a single episode. And if you love what we're doing here, we would be so appreciative if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you want to connect with today's guest or become a guest on the show yourself, head to thegreatcanadianwoman.ca forward slash podcast. Until next time, make waves, move mountains, and blaze trails.